Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Deborah for Copy Love, Love is Here Ministry. And this is the introduction to the webcams, to all the videos, and I wanted to introduce you to me before you got started. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the webcam series are going to be about. I wanted to let you know that the first series uh, is going to be a rediscovery series. And as we travel through and we learn and grow, there'll be more and more series of rediscovery. I want to let you know that I'm in a pattern. I have been highly trained and educated, and I am coming to you as a partner and ally of the most highest and mightiest general there ever is. Agape love. I like to use the analogy that in World War II, in order to set millions and millions and millions of people free, an entire continent of nations and resources, and the next generations and the next generations, it took allies and partners from many, many nations, highly trained in many different areas, all coming together. For one purpose, to set people free. Free people cannot stand the thought of other human, humans and humanity being in bondage and slavery and can't get free. So I serve under a general, Agape Love, Love is Here. Agape Love is the most powerful general there ever is. It will take you beyond all borders through every nation. It doesn't need any papers. It travels in a world that most people don't understand nor see. I am sort of a resistance fighter, an underground fighter, but I'm also out in the open, a teacher. And these videos on webcam are going to be teaching lessons. There'll be many different series that will come along to help you. And I hope that you enjoy them and that you get to know me and you get to know yourself and you get to know others. So enjoy the webcam videos. Some of them have different lengths, but the main goal of each one is to bring hope and encouragement to you, the person that you have not yet met, the person that has been hidden from most of yourself, but not from others, and to help you discover that there is more to you than you know. And because I am a trained fighter, and I work very closely with Agape Love, we're going to be doing some, setting some things free. If you've ever watched any of the World War II stories, and how... Europe was invaded. Some of the countries invited the people in. Some people welcomed. Other people did not have a choice. And yet they all ended up in the same place, bondage, to something that was more powerful, more vicious, and tormenting, and vexing. So here we are. Since humanity began, we have had problems in our hearts, in our minds, feelings, and our emotions. And boy, we have tried to figure it out. 
And there's a good article, uh, a video that you can watch called Equal Partners. Because a lot of us don't understand what is going on with us. Why do all the problems that we all want to solve and live in peace and harmony and have a wonderful life, why can we not solve them? There are so many smart and intelligent people all over the world in every nation going to school, learning, trying everything they know how to help humanity. Their hearts are so wonderful that they love and they don't like to see anybody hurting and vexed and tormented. And they're trying with every ounce of knowledge they have to figure it out. And there's resistance fighters such as me that we know you have to have something stronger than what we know. Throughout history, most of humanity believed in a connection to a higher power. And that higher power was a loving higher power. And it wanted to help us. And it wanted to touch us and caress us and be a part of our lives. Well, somehow, things got messed up. And we no longer really invite a higher power into our lives to help us. And we have turned mainly to other ways, which is working some. We are getting some results. But this enemy that's unseen, that continues through thousands and thousands of generations, doesn't seem to end. The war is never solved. There's little breaks every now and then, but it goes on. Everybody's asking the question, how do I stop it? How do we end this unseen war that attacks us, that attacks our children and our loved ones? How can we find peace? How can we get along with each other? And yet there's no answers. Humanity seems to be trapped in bondage and slavery to unseen enemies that it cannot see or hear doesn't believe in so it has no answers and we all put along trying to figure it out we're trying so hard every nation is trying every educated person every mama every father everybody we even got dogs and animals trying to help us and love us and support us all of our spiritual leaders are trying to help us we're all trying to be free and we're trying to get somewhere, but we don't know where. And we don't know how to get there. So I'm here through these videos to help you. I am a special person. As I said, I'm a resistance fighter. I go undercover. I travel in that unseen world, unseen realm. I also travel in the natural realm. And I live in a home. And I do a lot of other things. But... I am a soldier in a war as an ally, desiring that many others come along with a God to help set people free in every nation from an unseen invader that has set up, entrenched itself, embedded, entombed itself in our lives, whether it's in our spirit, our soul, or our physical body. And it rules us and reigns us and torments us into deep slavery and bondage. And we don't know how to get free. So hopefully 
these webcams will begin to give you hope that there is freedom and to rediscover ways that have been long forgotten so that we can come together as allies and partners in a world war that crosses every nation, every boundary, and we can defeat this enemy that has tormented humanity since its beginning. And we will learn how to fight back, how to resist. We'll know it when it shows up, and we know what its goals are. So enjoy all the webcams. I hope to get better at this. This is kind of new to me. I'll still keep making the videos, and if you want to email me or contact me, you are welcome to. My email address is Pastor Deborah. D-E-B-O-R-A-H at agapeloveishere.org You may link to me on LinkedIn at Pastor Deborah. Love is here. There are some videos on there. Also, you may, I'm on Twitter under Pastor Deborah. Love is here. I also have a YouTube channel called Hidden Kingdoms. There's a lot of videos there. I'm all also on four different podcast platforms. I think it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Intune. So if you have an Alexa or something, you can ask for Pastor Deborah. There are some uh, audios you can listen to. And also I have the website, www.agapeloveishere.org. I'm already currently in partnership with people in Nepal and Kenya. Philippines and here in America and if you wish to call me on the phone text me now I do not have a smartphone so I'm not up there yet uh, at 1-850-501-5040 that is central time in the United States of America Pensacola Florida which happens to be about three hours east of New Orleans beautiful beaches kind of hot right now but been here a long time, and I am learning how to do this webcam stuff. So hopefully I'll get better, and I will be able to teach better for you. So enjoy each video, and please feel free to email me with questions. I'll get back to you. We got a war to win. And people to set free. You are invited to become an ally, a highly trained soldier, and a partner with the mightiest general there ever is, Agape Love. And help set people free. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah. Hello. Welcome again. This is Pastor Deborah of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry, and this is another episode of the King and the Kingdom series, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the Word, but I do need to check and make sure everybody's seated, that the recording's on and everything's ready, and so I'm going to check just real quick with my ushers and all my greeters, because sometimes people are not sure exactly what time I'm going to be teaching so I'm going to check Wilbur, Ushers, Bluebirds everybody's here okay if anybody comes in while I'm teaching you know what to do 
welcome everybody from all around the world. Yes, I know some of you. Yes, I, I recognize you. Yes, we're becoming good friends, becoming one family. And I recognize, oh, you brought some visitors? They are welcomed. And this weekend, as we know, is a big weekend. And I've done what I needed to do. Some of those people are here to hear about something. So I don't want to talk too much about it because a lot of people may not believe in it. But we're here. Pastor Deborah. All right, let's get started. Today's lesson is called What is in a Word? The last episode, we talked about word more. It was an image, it was a likeness, it had some authority and dominion. It was something that was so powerful that it decided, desired with everything it had because it was sent from somebody or something and it desired to be in our system of our physical body coming in through the five senses desired to take root in our mind in all our recesses in our chambers where we store our memories our thoughts and our pictures in electrical chemical digital form and the great way to learn about that is I've told many many but go watch the movie the matrix trilogies and see how the brain and Neo were plugged in so to speak through electrical chemical codes into the brain that made the brain believe stuff about himself and the world that he lived in that was not true it was a program they called it a construct that lied to his brain and the story behind that was that the machines who needed another source of energy beside the sun had discovered that human beings if they could keep them in a sleep state coma they could use the bioelectrical chemicals and electricity that they produced to be their uh, fuel to keep them alive. So it was as if another life form was sucking the life out of something else to use it for its purposes. And in order to do that, because they knew the humans, the machines knew they weren't going to give themselves away freely, that they constructed a program they actually figured out how to grow humans and place them in some kind of container, hook them up, and the little bodies just grew in this slurry stuff. And they were hooked up with all kinds of cables, and their mind was fed digital images, programs, made them believe who they were and that they were actually living in a world when that was not the truth and the real truth the machines never wanted the humans to uncover because if they did and if some actually were not grown by the machines that was called Zion they could fight back against this control and bondage and slavery of the other humans if they wanted to leave and the machines would be missing some energy and they would fight back. Great movie about what goes on 
uh, in the spiritual world behind our, the scenes and the purposes. So we're going to get in today to what is in a word. What makes a word so powerful? If I take a picture of something and I look at it, is that a word? Yes, it's just in picture form. It's speaking to me, it's communicating to me, it's talking to me. That image goes in through the five senses and is stored up here in the brain in electrical chemical. Now, what you learn about a word through many different sources, that it is a container of lots of many things, and we're just going to talk about three of them today. The first thing, what is in a word, is there some form of light. I'll use our cell phones, or TVs, or smart TVs. Uh, in through the wireless, we'll say system, maybe it's Verizon or something. On radio waves, microwaves, or if you have cable, uh, on fiber optics, light travels. And in that light is digital images. Now, I am not smart enough to know how that happens. It also happens on our computers. But there is a digital image that gets to the screen from these light, these things that carry the light. Like in fiber optics, the thing that carries the light is a fiber. That's all that is. And but within that is something. And there was, I just remembered a great movie I watched called Madame Curie. She was a French uh, scientist back, way back. They'd heard about some kind of new element called radion. They didn't know what it was, but they believed it was in some kind of rocks. So for years, her and her husband would liquefy rocks. They would let them evaporate liquefy what was left, evaporated, believing that there was something trapped, some kind of new mineral, new something that they had not discovered yet, was trapped inside these rocks. So they kept working for years and years. Great movie, black and white. And um, eventually, after years of doing this, they almost gave up. Went to a New Year's Eve party, and they were letting this last little bit of liquid evaporate in a bowl. Because they were looking for what they had believed was a little like grain of salt. That something like that was what they were looking for. They had no idea. Spent years in cold laboratories working, discovering, seeking. And when they came back from the New Year's Eve party, they went to bed. Madame Curie was so distraught that she hadn't found her hands. She was so tired and stressed out. She hadn't found her heart, knew something was there. She couldn't find it. It had been years and years and years. And so they decided to go look in their laboratory. It's dark outside. They went in. They saw shining in this bowl where there was nothing there, a light. What they had discovered, that this light was trapped in rocks, 
radion, ray, ra means sun. And they took everything away. All the rock, all the lead, everything. And what was left was radion. And they found it was a light source. It was just a stain in a bowl. But it was so powerful. And they end up using that for X, part of the x-rays. But it took years of discovering something hidden. They had something in them that knew there was something there. There was some kind of light trapped in a rock. If you just looked at a rock. But they believed there was something there. Some kind of light that could benefit all of society and medicine. So what is a word? It brings light. Rays of illumination could bring rays of truth. Something there. That when it gets in as neophounds into your biochemical brain becomes electrical chemical. Just the word. But also in a word can be darkness. Means the light can be obscured, can be whatever is in the light. It's not a good light. And you can't see, and it doesn't provide anything that's good for anybody. So, what is in a word? Light. Now, our job is to determine what kind of light it is. Is it a light? that brings health? Is it a light that brings goodness? Is it a light that's hidden away but it's so powerful that until you dig through all the rocks or like in Neo's case you can't even discover who you are what the truth is about everything till you are unplugged from something that has been feeding you words Dark words, deceptive words, make-believe words to your brain, to your senses. And your brain believes that that's real. But until you get uncovered and you come out from under sort of the rock and light shines on your ray, you won't know. So what is in a word? Light. Now, that we know there's black lights that you have to, you can turn on and the light is actually black and it shows up uh, things. We know that you can put lenses on lights, a regular white light, and make it all different colors. Also, we know that inside the rays of the sun, going through the water crystals, water droplets in a cloud or through a white say pyramid okay. the white light that went in comes out in a rainbow of colors it's there all the time but some of it is unseen to the natural eye some life forms live in different realms of light so we learn just from nature there's different 
what seems to be one ray of sunshine passing through water droplets, which is crystal. Out comes a rainbow. It's always there, but you couldn't see it. Marie Curie, she discovered trapped inside rocks was some kind of light, radion. Ray means, like I said, sun. Some, how these rocks absorbed some stuff from the sun. And they could use it for medicine and to help people. Then we know there's what you call night lights. There's uh, black lights. And they are for the nighttime. You can't really see. Sometimes people's word comes in the darkness. So we have to look at what is in the word. What kind of light is in there? What kind of light is it bringing us? Something that can shine into the darkness? Or is it bringing darkness in? Is it like the rock all covered up that the, the light in it is covered under lots of layers of rock? Is it like Neil that you're plugged into a system and the only light you're getting is actually darkness, lies and deceptions and computer programs? But you believe that light's coming into your brain. Your brain does not know what he believed, Neil believed, that everything that came into here, he didn't even know it was coming. He just was like in a dream world. He believed that was real and it was the truth. He had nothing to compare it to. Uh, if you look at a lot of things, the yin and the yang, you will have white up against the black. Because if you just have black, and you have nothing to compare it to. Everything appears black. If you have just white, and everything's just white, you get blinded by it. But if you put the two together, you can see the distinctions. So, light and darkness come in, is in a word. Words are thoughts. They're concepts. They're thoughts. They're ideas. They're feelings. They come from culture, from faith, from religion, pictures. Nonverbal communication, how you use your hands, give an eye, give a wink, is communication. It's a word. It's not spoken. And that word can either be one of joy and peace and light, or it could be one of anger and nastiness and more of a dark stuff. We've heard of the dark side of the force through the, what was it, Star Wars. But when you start going and you do not forgive, as uh, Darth Vader did, he could not forgive the death of his mother. Uh, he was not accepted. He wasn't released into the Jedi Force. And so the uh, Emperor took him under his wings, made him feel great. And he started down the dark side, the dark path. And what the power was used for darkness, killing people. Why? Because he had some dark stuff in himself. It wasn't being used for good and light. So a lot of times we look at light as good and darkness as bad. And we know a lot of things do not like to be out in the open, operate in the light. And they don't want you to know what they're doing, what they're saying, what's going on behind the scenes. If they get caught, then they lie, cheat, steal, as we know. 
They prefer to do their activities that are illegal or immoral or whatever in the darkness. Hiding. So that's sort of what a word does. A word can be out in the front where everybody can see it. Or it can be come to you in darkness and try to come that way. Number two, what is in a word? Does it have truth to it? Or does it have lies and deception? Now, those dark words that have dark light in them, they don't want you to see that. That's sort of how Neil was. Sort of how the rock was, okay? It's covered up. It's covered up by deceptions, flesh, lies, delay. Sometimes they use lawyers to cover it up. Sometimes they use all sorts of things, as we know, in criminal activity. They don't want what they're doing in the darkness, which is illegal and stuff. So they have a lot of shell companies and they do things. So you can never find out the light and the truth. So in a word, there's either truth or there's lies and deceptions. Now in Neil's case, he believed everything that was told to him, which he didn't know how was happening, was the truth. Until he became unplugged through the help of others and he started discovering for himself that he was being lied to that somebody was tricking him controlling him lying to him deceiving him which when he started discovering that if you remember the movie he pukes has to leave he can't stand it because everything once you find out everything you believe whether it's about your culture your ancestors your nation your history your faith your religion your parents about everything you believe and you find out that it's not true and you have been lied to and you have been deceived you'll make you puke so what is in a word truth what is truth is truth a fact that's a good question to ask yourself what is truth is what you believe the truth I could sit here and tell you that I am a 12-year-old child. Is that the truth? What happened if I believe that on the inside of me? That I have a multiple personality part and that part's come up and I'm talking to you as a 12-year-old. Is that true? Is that the fact? Does that line up with my biological body? It lines up with my feelings at that time and what sort of uh, personality part is up. Is that truth? Is that a lie and a deception? How do you know if somebody's telling you the truth about something? How do you even know if they love you? Do you know that? A lot of us discover that what they thought was love was just biochemical in the brain. That's all. And when the tough, when it gets rough, they leave. They didn't really mean what they said. The vow they took didn't really mean it. They fell in love. They fell out of love. I love you, but, you know, if you treat me wrong, I don't love you. Okay. And because we really don't know the truth about everybody, what they do in the darkness, all about their life, we easily get lied to and deceived. And then when we find out the truth, hey, we don't like it. So, what is in a word?
Is it truth that's coming to you? Is it lies and deceptions that's coming to you? Now, I've told you some stories about how deception came into the humanity. There was something hanging around a tree called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There was some kind of serpent in there. They believe even, scientists believe it used to have legs. And something got inside of that thing and talked through it. And we find out later on that that something was not a nice thing. But it used that body to deceive the woman and Adam. How many of you have ever been deceived by something? Somebody tells you something, you believe it's true. And it turns out, you've been lying to. How many of you know that a word can be true? You can test it to see if it's true. And if it fails your test, it probably lied to you. We all do it. Because we don't really want people to know what we're really thinking. Some people lie to you to get a job. Some people uh, schmooze up to you, praise you for all sorts of things. Why? Because they want something from you. So they'll lie to you and deceive you. And in our ignorance or our um, nativity or innocence, we want to believe people tell us the truth. And when that turns out not to be so like Neo, it'll make you sick. So what is in a word? So far we've said there's light. Okay. It can be hidden, covered up, but there can also be some dark light. Some nasty stuff in there that only operates at that level of light in the dark. We found out you could have a word, could be a word of truth. Doesn't mean the truth is always good things. Could mean like you go to the doctor and he says, uh, excuse me, you have cancer. We have the proof of tumors. Is that the truth and a fact? Yes. Is it pretty true? No. But it is the truth. So a lot of times we don't like to hear that stuff. We want to hear everything's fine, I'm fine, the world is fine, but I'm just going to get, okay? But we also know that in a word could be a lie. And you get before the camera, a lot of politicians do this. They'll tell you anything you want to hear to get you to believe that they're nice and they care about you. But that's not their real agenda. They just want your vote. Or they want your money because they have a global agenda to take a country a nation a group in a certain direction and they need your permission by your vote to do that so whatever and then they get up there and they th you think they really care about you and your area but they really don't they need to be in that power position to pass laws and to become spokespersons for a different agenda. 
because they're really not working for their little local district or something. They're working for some light in the darkness that will put themselves in a big powerful position and take a country, a nation, a people or something in a different direction. So they'll use lies and deceptions. We've seen that. They'll lie right on the camera to us. And they'll put a period at the end of it. And if you question them and you challenge them, then there's something wrong with you. Because you're supposed to believe that they are good and moral people. And that they generally care about what you care about. But then when you find out that's not true, and down here there's two worlds going on. There's a world kingdom of heaven is here came back on the cross a lot of us carry it not many but it's here then there's another kingdom here of darkness and darkness actually means in that instant ignorance and people rule the world systems the governments people money by your ignorance your darkness not knowing the truth not doing your research and if you challenge them, they call you nasty names. They attack you verbally. You're under attack. You're persecuted and you can't hold up under it because you're really not a fighter or a warrior. So a word can be light, can be darkness, ignorance. It can bring truth and it, or it can bring lies and deception. Another area is what is in a word. There's a lot of things that words bring to us. One of them I just decided to do today was it brings freedom or bondage. When you get a word and you decide, will you sneeze again? When he's in the matrix construct with Morpheus, Morpheus is sitting in a red chair and Neo's standing up. And Morpheus is starting to explain to him what the real world really is and what they believe happened. And how he was born and he was hooked up to machines. And Neil starts questioning and says, you mean this chair that I'm touching right here where you're sitting? It's not real. It felt real. It looked real. His mind believed it was real. And Morpheus said to him, what is real? You are looking at this chair in a computer program. Your mind and your eyes believe that it's real. But all it is is a digital program into your mind because they hooked him back up in the back. And your mind believes it's real, but it's not really real. It's nothing but a computer program generated to make your mind and your eyes and everything believe that that chair is there. Neil didn't believe it. But when he started believing it, he even was another area that he believed in was that when they went into a program he was going to fight Morpheus, he believed he was in the real world where there were real rules. And he was breathing real air. But that's what his mind believed. And a lot of this, when we get into a word and we get into the spirit realm, where the kingdom of heaven is and the kingdom of darkness, that's a whole other difference about what is real.
I just finished writing my Mickey blogs, which I'm going to get up on the podcast and video. And it talks about how we have two worlds, two realms down here. We have the natural world, and we have the realm of the spirit. And when a door and a veil is open to them, what appears like an angel could appear right here in my living room, manifest as a human being. A snake could show up in my hallway from the spirit room, but it doesn't belong in the house. But I, my eyes at first would think it's real. But those two worlds can co-mingle, but they're supposed to be separate. But if you have eyes and you see more into the spiritual world, you will see behind the natural, sort of like Marie Curie. She knew there was something in that rock. She couldn't see it. She believed with every ounce of her scientific mind, if I keep stripping away everything, I'll get to the radion. And she did. A lot of people look at all Michelangelo's marble statues. And I go, how'd you do it? He said, well, David was just stuck in the marble. All I did was take away everything that was not King David. So, so a lot of people have different beliefs and ideas about things. So what comes with the word? Freedom. What does that mean? What does bondage mean from the word? If a word comes into your life, it's either going to produce that you're going to be free in your thoughts if you have been in bondage like Neil was, and a word comes in which brings truth, the concepts that you believed that were true, that were actually dark forces and dark words like Neil to keep you in control and bondage, when a light comes in from a word, can set your mind and your spirit free from the bondage, the unseen change to lies and deceptions or that have held you in bondage by ignorance. So a word can bring in freedom inside. The Neo, the Matrix trilogy is great to show how that developed. Also another one I always talk about is Helen Keller with uh, Anne Bancroft and Peggy Duke. The little girl was deaf dumb and blind. She was trapped in a world of darkness. And until Annie could break through and bring some light, she couldn't awaken what was already there. Sort of like the radium. It was there. But you had to work to get at it. And so freedom sometimes, it is there. But you need help from other people because we're those people who, like Morpheus, had been freed from the matrix, a control system for the mind and the physical body. And he learned from somebody else about it, and he saw with his own eyes the growing fields of humans. And then he had a belief that there was one person that he would find in the matrix that was going to bring an end to this war between the machines and humans. And humans could be set free from the matrix if they wanted to be. And you know, and you'll learn at the end of the three movies when Neil gave his life and 
He went into the matrix and fought these horrible programs that brought were lies, deception, and darkness, bondage, and control, and he defeated them by giving his life, never quitting, dying to set other people free. And the program was willing to say, okay, if some of these humans want to leave, they can. So a word will come to you in your dreams. It can come in the form of stories. It can come in the form of pictures. Some people have a lot of dreams. They just have pictures. And they have to go to somebody that can do dream interpretation, which is a biblical thing from the spirit realm. If you go back into the Old Testament and you study a lot of people, they had dark visions of the night. They were hearing things, seeing things. Angels were showing up in their camps. Uh, they were working with those individuals or spiritual beings. Uh, if you also look at... Uh, Joseph in Egypt, uh, he was he was given the interpretations by God for the Pharaoh. Now that is called a word of knowledge, spiritually, to help save people and do good things. But only God could give the interpretations. The magicians couldn't because they didn't give the dream. Our dreams uh, can be interpreted. Yes. And there are some people that get way off and they think they can, every time you see a car or you have a color in a dream, they can interpret. But that's not true because when you get a dream, uh, you get it either from the side of light or the side of darkness. And only the person that gives you the dream can interpret the dream. So freedom, what does that mean from a word? Well, first you might, uh, in my case, when I, as I told in some stories, when I used to tell my son there was a Santa Claus, a tooth fairy, Easter Bunny, I was in bondage to the words, to the market forces, and I was actually lying and deceiving my little child from words that there was a Santa Claus when he'd leave him milk and cookies. He, and I would actually put on the gifts when he's younger from Santa Claus. But I was Santa Claus. So I was taking using lies and deceptions from the kingdom of darkness. And I was propagating bondage through lies to my son. So when I got the revelation by reading uh, some books, and mainly the Bible, and it talks about don't believe vain imaginations, traditions of men, philosophies of men, don't believe that stuff. Revelation came. I had been a liar, deceiving my son. I had been deceived by words that brought darkness and ignorance through lies and deception, and I was in bondage. And I had put in chains, mental chains, on my son. So once I got the revelation of light and truth, I became free of that deception of that belief, of that concept. And I had to go, as I tell, to my son, who was about 8 or 10, get on my knees, ask his forgiveness for lying to him, deceiving him about those three things. I was a serious, serious person. And I was getting freedom from bondage I knew nothing about. And I want to tell you another story about words. I was on a prayer ministry team, personal ministry, deliverance team in a church. We had a pew to sit on. 
And we were to sit there so that when people came to church or something happened, they got upset, panic attacks and things, or spiritual things happening, they would come and get us, and we could pray and deal with it. So we had a pew that we were to sit on. So one Sunday on Easter services, I went to my pew where I normally sit. We all have our little spots. There was a family there with some children in my spot. Now I can't do my job. I feel bad because I am sort of ordered, and that is what my coordinator told me I'm supposed to do. So I go to the usher, and I said, Usher, who told you to put those people in my spot? I'm supposed to sit there. That's my pew. I'm a working person during even Easter services. And he said, your coordinator told me to put them there. I'm going, oh, what is going on? That's about 10, 15 minutes before service starts. I go, I don't know. I don't know who's behind this. I don't know if light is behind it and some revelations are going to come or the big guy I'm serving is behind it or if the dark side is behind it. I didn't know. So I said, okay. I prayed, went into another building and sat on the pew. Three days later in the mail, I get a letter from the evangelist of the revival. And he was talking about how he had been praying and God had been working with him about that he needed to be a pilgrim. And he needed not to get stuck in one place, planted. And he needed to keep his feet moving, car running, so that if he says, go here, go there, that you could say, yes, sir, yes, sir. And nothing would have you in bondage. Well, like, I, I just built a house. My kids are in school. I just moved here. I'm a member of the church. I'm a member of this team. I have to be here. What do you mean go home and not do anything? So he had been getting dealt with by God, and he sent a letter to all the people. And I got it, and I started reading it, and here's what his prayer answer from God to him was. And it said, look, I need you to be loose, a traveler. And if anything has you in bondage, you need to loose yourself. And if you don't loose yourself, I'll loose you from it myself. And I go, oh, I was in bondage to a pew. Somehow, along the way, what had started off to be appropriate and good turned into a bondage to the pew. I got angry for other people sitting in my spot. I got angry that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And here's what God said to me. I could go back to that church, but I could never again sit on that pew on Sunday mornings. I could sit anywhere else in the church, but never again on that pew. Anytime I was in revival service, I could sit there. But he was loosening me from a bondage that some words from a coordinator had, that had developed over years. I was in bondage by unseen change, which produced anger. There was no love for my neighbor. And he was loosening me himself by putting those ladies there. Because he that was first step to get me out of the church and into the world. So I would not feel like I am obligated to be there. Because after that, I had years of staying at home 
and resting, years of staying home and studying. But that was the first thing. And I realized I had gotten in bondage. I was not free. And it took a word from God himself to tell me that I had gotten in bondage. I had to have some light shined on what was going on. I had to have some kind of light, radium or something, coming on the unseen chains that I didn't know were there. I had to have some truth about what had happened to me spiritually, and I needed to be free. I wouldn't be here in front of you if I had not, if he had not done that. But the words to sit on that pew, a word put me in, over time, put me in bondage. And I got angry. There was not, I was not loving my neighbor. And there was a bigger plan for my life than to stay with that church. Remember, he could see far down the road, years ahead. I couldn't. He knew what he was doing. I had to trust him. So word had to come to me. He came in a letter. Still got it. Now that evangelist has gone on to heaven. But God was dealing with him with something. And he answered my prayer about what the source was. Because when God is doing something in your life, you don't need to argue with it, fight with it. Just go, yes, sir, okay. And then he'll talk with you about it. You may not know and he'll show you through light and truth that you are in bondage. And you need some freedom. So the word will use to shine light like having a flashlight. So you don't trip over things. So you can work and do what you need to do. You need some light shining. Because when you're in the darkness and you're around lies and deceptions, it's very difficult to help people. So, in a word, it can bring bondage. Let's say you're in a religion or a faith, and they tell you something, and you go, is that the truth? A lot of religions go, hmm, we've got to marry little girls off at 10, 12 years old. Hmm, some faiths believe we have to do genital mutilization. Okay, some faiths believe... That if you don't go and kill all the infidels who don't believe like this, then you're not a good soldier of God. We've had many wars. Oh boy, we fought them everywhere. Doesn't matter. So religion, it's a word. Is it light or darkness? Does it bring truth or is it covered up in lies and deception? Does it bring freedom or bondage to people? Now, because I work in the spiritual realm, and I've talked through a lot of the forever, I'm after that forever person. The one who, upon death, that leaves the physical body, he's either going to go up or he's going down. That guy right there. Now, I have some stories. Uh, my 72 virgins about, I've been to hell, and I go preach in hell. Jesus went down there, and he preached after he got, he died. Because there's people down there, they ain't heard the word yet. They haven't been able to accept the gift of just from a loving father. So, what happens is the spiritual world also has lies in it. It has darkness. It has deception. It has bondage. 
We all know it. We all love somebody. We get married and somehow we fall out of love. Well, what's happened? You're in so much in love, the chemicals. Well, now what? Maybe it's just a chemical thing. Okay. So children, they are trusting us to tell them truth, to light into them. But a lot of times, because we have darkness, lies, and deception and bondage in our own life, from our own families and our own culture. We do a lot of things that we're not proud of. We do a lot of illegal things. We use a lot of people for a lot of deceptive purposes. We um, do things for our own self-interest. We'll steal things. Uh, my blog I just finished with Mickey. I got to get it. Real good about stealing power and authority and having no training. And I like to tell all these politicians what leadership classes have they had? Who supervises them? They get elected by a group. Who is their mentor? Who back home in their little thing is keeping an eye on their money, their family? Who's questioning them? They work for people. But if those people question what they're doing, the money they're spending, the lives they're living, and they get shut down and called nasty names. Oh my gosh, and a lot of the faiths and the religions and pastors and imams and oh, it's horrible. How many Catholic priests sit there and have are pedophiles? How many of your imams are doing bad things. You're Catholic priest, you lay people, hurting people. Why? Because they got a word out here up front that you think is true. And they have lied to you and deceived you and they don't want you to know the real them. So what is in a word? It wants to come in and it either wants to bring light or it will bring darkness, which means ignorance. And you will be a creature of the light, and you'll know the truth, you'll see it, you'll be able to spot it like that, or you will be living in ignorance, and you will be abused, deceived, led around, pulled by the, your nose, and you won't even know what's happening. And there's some old wise saying, blind people do walk. If you follow somebody who's blind, or living in darkness, they're in bondage. You can fall off the cliff with them. So, what is in a word? Truth or lies. Well, who determines what the truth is? Who determines what a lie is? Anybody know? Is the truth a fact? Is a lie a non-fact? How do you prove what the truth is? You have to have pictures. You have to have evidence. What happened if the evidence is manufactured? I mean, there is no evidence. How do you know what is true? How do you know somebody's lying to you? Deceiving you? What is freedom? Do you even know what that means? There's physical freedom. There's freedom of thought. 
There's freedom of feelings. What is freedom? What is bondage? Can you be free walking around, working, having life, still be in bondage? Yeah. What is freedom and what is bondage? I wanted to bring these terms to you so that you could be thinking, looking them up, studying to see how a word, whether it's in pictures, songs, or even when we hear music, we form pictures and images, a statue. Somebody's dress is a picture. I'm talking to you with my necklace, my hair, my dress. I'm talking. There's nonverbal communication. That's a word. There's spiritual words going on. People talking in the spirit world that nobody can hear unless you move in that spiritual world. When you go to the when you go to school, your teacher is giving you words. Are they giving you the truth, or have they altered the books? When the police tell you stop, is that a word that you're to obey? Are the laws of any country that says it is wrong and it is illegal for you to break into somebody's property, whether it's their country, their car, their home, and steal from them? Is that a word? Or are they lying to you? How do you know what a word is? If I tell you I love you, what does that mean? Everybody's going to have different concepts different thoughts about it. So when you are studying the king, a kingdom, the word, spiritual stuff, that's what this sort of podcast and webcams are. You have to think. We have two worlds. We have the natural world. And we have the spiritual, unseen world. Which one is more powerful? Are they both here on planet Earth at the same time? Are there doorways to both of them? I have people in my house right now, billions of people, but we're really not physically in my house. We are in the garden, probably in the castle somewhere, in a meeting room. Their spirits are here. They're listening. They're learning. They get back in their physical bodies. Is that a word? Is that light? Is that truth? Is that freedom? What's going on? You have to look. We have two realms. The natural realm. We have the spiritual realm. We have the kingdom of light. And God we love and truth. And we have a kingdom of darkness. Ignorance. Lies and deceptions. Bondage. Power and control. Both on planet earth at the same time. Both desiring to be inside of you controlling your system and you being an ambassador a representative of it get in a place of power politician, governor, king of a kingdom medical doctor, therapist and speak out of that deep place that word and you either bring light or darkness to somebody or you bring truth and lies and you lead them where you want them to go and you have, you have to tell them a lie, you will. How many politicians tell us the truth 
And if they question, if you ask them a question, and it's gotten so bad all over the world, nobody knows what's right and wrong anymore. And then your culture and your religion says, well, it's right in my culture. It's right in my religion to do that. And I have a right to do that with my children, what I believe is right. And if I believe cutting their genitals off so there's no pleasure and marrying them off at 10 years old for money so I can live, don't come into my nation, into my culture, to my religion and tell me I'm wrong. I won't. I'll go in the spirit way in the back door and I'll come in your dreams. I'll show up in your little tent. I'll show up on your mat and I will talk with you. And I will take you places that you have never been. And I will show you what it looks like. Because I have to bring some truth to the lies and the deceptions that people believe that have them in bondage. That's causing them to hurt children and people and animals. I start on the inside with the spirit. And if you watch the Neo movie, you will see how frightening it is to believe that what you believed your whole life about yourself and your people and the lake was all a lie. How do you think a parent would feel when they go, they find out that what they believed about genital mutilization or that it was wrong to hurt the dogs and cut the shark fins off of a shark? Or not to care for planet Earth. And all you care about is money and greed. And having more boats and beautiful palaces. Flying wherever you want and have the good life. When you find out what really is going on, it'll make you sick. So what is in a word is important. We must look scientists, explorers like Marie Curie dig through the rocks we didn't know what the hieroglyphics were telling us out of Egypt, we found a stone we didn't know what they were trying to tell us but the pictures were talking to us what's in a word tells us your culture your personality I got people the other side will talk to you. They'll lie right to you. And we all hear it. How about those young girls that get promised wonderful jobs? And they come, their passports are taken. Now they're in bondage, human trafficking. They believed a word, found out it wasn't true. That's a dark word. That's a lie and a deception brought bondage. So start thinking about words and pictures and nonverbal communication and what you believe and what you're being told. Be a seeker of truth. Dig. Step outside of your faith and your culture. Study. Go back into ancient civilization. Start studying. When did we start writing? We were talking, babies talk, we were talking before we ever learned to write. 
We were drawing pictures. We were talking to each other. Words have been a part of humanity since day one. There's a lot of words in the spirit realm. Everything talks. As people learn, the flowers sing. The animals talk. The bad stuff talks. Everything has a voice, has a word. Everything either has light in it that's good or it has darkness and ignorance in it. It either has truth that can set you free or it brings in lies and deception or it brings in freedom or it brings you into bondage. There's a great saying that uh, Christ Jesus told the Jews when he was here they were in the temple and they were working on the temple and he was saying hey you guys need some truth because you've been enslaved and you've been in some bondage and only the truth that you get is going to set you free from this bondage and their response was sir we have never been slaves to anybody now they were there at the time Rome was there they were enslaved they had been enslaved their whole time under many different people. But they wanted to believe that they were free people. But they weren't. The Romans were there. But that's not what he was talking about. He was saying, you are a spiritual slave to lies, to bondage, to deception, to darkness. And only when light and truth come in, in my case, when I the light and the truth came in that I was lying to my eight-year-old son about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. And the light came in that I was in spiritual bondage to a pew in a church that I didn't know. Could I be free? So some light had to come and bring some truth to set me free, set my son free, because I was in bondage that I did not even know. So lies and deceptions will put you in bondage. So he was, Jesus was talking to these Jews and said, Look, you don't understand. I'm not talking about your physical slavery or bondage. I'm talking about your mind. And I'm mainly talking about your spirit. It's freedom or slavery or bondage. And only truth that carries light can bring that freedom to it. And they didn't understand that because they they were thinking, well, we've never been a slave to anybody. They were slaves with the Pharaoh for 400 years. They forget that. They forget that Rome was there, that they had been under the Persians and everybody else. But they didn't want to see that. And Jesus was a deep, deep teacher and prophet and he talked deep in the spiritual world about spiritual things. And he said, the words that I'm talking to you about, that I'm speaking, the stories I'm telling you, they are light. They are spirit for your spirit, man. They are truth. They will bring freedom of spirit for you. I told this lady on this radio uh, interview I did last week. There was Jesus again. Because um, you know I'm a pastor. But I can talk to Koran too. And uh, there was a lady. He was walking somewhere and he was real thirsty. He's in a sort of like another town that's not Jewish. And he was thirsty so he's at a well. 
And this Samaritan lady comes up and he asks her for a drink of water. And she knows that the Jews do not drink or sit down. It used to be like here in America. You had the water fountain for the whites and the water fountain for the colored. You did not mix. You didn't sit at the same table. Nothing. So he asked her for a drink of water and said, what are you doing? You're a Jew. You don't drink with us. And he said, oh, well, you know, I got some water for you. And if you drink what I give you, you won't have to come to this well anymore. And she says, what do you mean? He says, well, this water here in this well, you're going to have to keep coming back. You're going to be thirsty and keep getting it. But I got some water for you, some spiritual living water, that once you start drinking it, you won't be thirsty for something anymore. And she goes, I don't understand what you're saying. And he said, let me ask you a few questions. He goes, uh, What's your husband? Well, what's his name? You're living with a husband now. And she goes, no, sir, I'm not. And he goes, you're right. Here's a word, a spiritual word of knowledge. Truth and right. You're right. The man that you're living with, he is not your husband. You've already had four or five. But the one you're living with, he's not your husband. I see you're telling me the truth. He brought in light, truth, and freedom. She goes, sir... How'd you know that? Now they can talk. She said, sir, I got a question for you. Go, go right ahead. Sir, you know, we're Samaritans, yes, okay. You know, we go way up here on this high mountain. And we go up there and worship this God. But you Jews are telling us we have to go to a different physical location, the temple in Jerusalem, in order to worship this God. Now, which place do we go to? I'm trying to worship, be a good believer in this God. I'm trying to go somewhere that I'm supposed to go. Where is it? He says, ma'am, now that I'm here, things are changing. Now, yes, you've been going to the mountain, but something's going to happen that's going to change all that, and you aren't going to have to do that anymore. This God you're trying to worship that you really don't know yet, he is a spirit being and he only gets pleasure and is only seeking and desiring your spirit man to worship him in the spirit and that's the only kind of worship that he's going to accept not you going to the mountain or you going to the temple in Jerusalem or going to this church or going on around a rock or going to this mosque or going under a tree that ain't going to work anymore this God is a spirit, and only the spirit of man can worship him in the spirit. And he said, but ma'am, you don't really know who this God is yet. So you're going to need some spirit truth and knowledge about him so that you can properly worship him in spirit. And that was just a shocker for her. What do you mean? What does this? I'd never heard this kind of talking before. What happened if I would tell you? You don't have to go to a mosque. You don't have to go to a building. You don't have to go anywhere to worship a God. That's all in the natural and the flesh. They ain't really ain't interested in that. They want your spirit. It's all about that. So she was so fascinated. 
She ran off into her town, told all her friends, he's the one we've been waiting for. They came back and stayed two or three days, and they all believed what he said. So you have to have some word that are spirit words that bring light, that bring truth, and that bring freedom. Anything else is words of darkness, which means ignorance, words of lies and deception, candy-coated, covered up, whatever you want to call it, and that bring bondage. So I wanted to bring this teaching as what is in a word for you to start thinking about, pondering, looking into, doing research, asking yourself a lot of questions, talking to a lot of people. Because this is what we need when we start talking about kingdoms. And there's a kingdom of light, which means a government system that wants to rule this by light by truth and in freedom and there's a kingdom of darkness of ignorance that has lies deception bondage fear of death it also wants to rule in here so it can get you into a position of politics government judges lawyers parents and you will rule people and situations from that word not this word. They're both down here at the same time. Both kingdoms. So this is just another sort of quick uh, gloss over uh, beginning to look deep into what is a word. And I hope you enjoyed it and I hope everybody comes back next time hopefully next week and uh, you enjoy and you think and you study and you take notes. I'll leave it up for a few seconds. Well, I shut everything down. Love everybody. Pastor Deborah, Copy Love Ministries. Love is here. I don't know if I told you. I told this to uh, Felicia. Copy Love, Love is Here is actually named after a song that was written by a satanic high priest that when I started ministering in the satanic world and witches and psychics, and the multi-generational Satanists, and I just loved all the people. I'd send them cards and letters and gifts. Love started coming in over in the darkness. And spiritual things started happening. And they could feel it. They could see this light and this love. They were afraid of it. Uh, they, they were getting touched by it, but they were afraid to allow it to touch them. They were afraid of love. Uh, they'd been hurt by love. So he wrote a song. A poem or song, and uh, that was the title, sort of. And it basically talked about it was here. They could see it and feel it and touch it. And they would have to learn over time that that love could heal them. It could reach them. And when they started believing that earthquakes were happening over in the other side, and a lot of stuff was happening, and, of course, a lot of attacks come, and I have to be able to sense the spiritual realm, what's going on by what's happening in world activities. And so that's where the word agape love, love is here. It's a tribute to him. He's in heaven now. And um, so now you know. Pastor Deborah, www.agapeloveloveishere.org. We're on YouTube. This will be up on the Hidden Kingdoms channel. 
and you may uh, email me at pastordebra@agapeloveishere.org. This will also go up on the Twitter and be on the website. So enjoy. Keep learning. Keep studying. Keep growing. Keep developing. And it's okay to, when you find out you've been lied to and you've been in bondage and you've lied and deceived other people without knowing it's okay to cry, be hurt, just like Neil, make you sick. But if you get asked to go before somebody and say, please forgive me, I lied to you, please do it. I was forced on my knees to to my eight-year-old son. Very humbly. And if God is doing something work in your life, don't fight him. He's got his eyes looking out. Okay, he's preparing you. But sometimes I'm a cold turkey person, I tell everybody. He cuts me off, that's it, and it's over with, pretty much. Don't have a chance to think about it, pray about it. I get hurt because I'm not ready to leave a lot of things. Uh, say goodbye to people. And I have to trust him that he is looking out for me. He can see far off down the road what's going on. And I have to trust that he loves me so much and I just obey. I don't understand it all. Sometimes I do understand it when it happens. In my case of, uh, I think it's up on the website, my Pew story about being in bondage. He was very strict with me early on. I'm trying to get all those stories up. Because in order to do what I'm doing I have to be right as Christ Jesus was one with him and I have to be able to hear his voice even in a three or four way conversation a lot of times and sometimes I don't have much time to do much I got death is at the door and I have to take care of business so and then sometimes I'm gone a lot spiritually and I have to go places take care of business and fight off things and things like that so, enjoy Pastor Deborah see you again next time and this is Under the King and the Kingdom series. What is in a word? Is it light or darkness? Is it truth or lies and deception? Three, is it freedom or bondage? Enjoy.